Hi guys, you're listening to You More Me Joy, a podcast that brings you joy, fun, drama, and laughter with your host, Joy Rice. Now, I have a surprise for you, my dear listeners, for I have a video available for there will be a special guest that I will have a video interview. And this will be the continuation of the, or the uh, sequel of my last episode on how to nail an interview. So for our part two, which is now my 10th episode, and um, this is about how foreign employers can understand our English speaking. So I have a very special guest today that will actually give us some tips and things we needed to be aware of in speaking English. Well, I know most of us knows how to speak English. However, the way we deliver it or the way how we sound it makes a big difference. All right. So for us to be guided on this, let me introduce to you Kayla, um, who is a pronunciation coach from upstate New York, who fell in love with the art of spoken word after mastering her Spanish accent through the study of phonetics and phonology. This motivated her to guide others in experiencing that same sense of accomplishment in her native language of English. She completed her Bachelor of Arts in Spanish and International Development Studies in New York and went on to receive her Master of Arts in International Cooperation for Development from the oldest university in Spain. Kayla currently remains in Spain and is passionate about sharing her love of language with her students while inspiring them to appreciate all the nuances of not only English, but of the native language as well. So there you go. Let me present to you our very own special guest for today, Miss Kayla Belouche. So hi, Kayla. How are you today? Hi, doing well. Thank you, Joy. How are you? Thank you for allowing me to be here today. Well, I'm so excited to have you and you look so lovely today. Well, as oh, thank always. you as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, earlier during the first part of my podcast, um, I have discussed about the tips and how to nail an interview in order to get a job now that the new normal world is depending on online freelancers. Now, the problem is that being a non-English speaking individual, we are having difficulty and we are struggling in expressing ourselves in English. So having you here, may you please guide us and understand learning English even if we're adults already. So mm -hmm. what really is the importance of English speaking and grammar, especially in our career? Yeah, yeah. So this is a really important thing that I think a lot of professionals that are from you know Europe or Asia, Latin America, they've struggled with this for years, but I think the topic is coming to light quite a bit more now because everything is online. So there's this huge influx of new people coming in, working online, especially as freelancers, because there's so much opportunity. But then oftentimes people do find this, um, this battle with trying to find the jobs that they want and getting that same opportunity as native speakers. So 
Many people ask me what, in regards to this question, you know, they want their grammar to be absolutely perfect. And for certain types of jobs, grammar will obviously be very important. Like if you are yes. going to be writing, like if I want to be an English copywriter, I'm yeah. going to have to have pretty perfect grammar. Exactly. Um, yeah. Exactly. Or if we I want to freelance as an English teacher, you know, I might need to have pretty perfect grammar. But lots of people want to work as other things where maybe speaking is more important. You know, maybe working as um, virtual assistants or just making, you know, telephone calls or just connecting with other people, yes. being salesmen. You know, so the speaking aspect is really, really important. And I think that with lots of jobs, the speaking aspect is actually what helps us connect more with people. So once we get to a level of, I don't know, maybe like intermediate, in mm -hmm. our second language my personal belief is that it's much better to start working on that speaking aspect and the grammar will come with that the more you're practicing speaking and hearing I other see. people use grammar and the more you try to imitate that grammar the easier those rules will come to you and then mm -hmm. you can keep refreshing on those grammar rules that maybe you know are more difficult for you as time goes on but that speaking aspect of being able to tap into people's emotions when they speak have them yeah. feel happy when you feel happy. Exactly. Have them feel sadness when you feel sadness. And the like emotion share that should be with there. Exactly. Without those emotions, we can't tap into someone else's subconscious and we're never going to have that um, really strong communication with them, especially that type of communication we want in business. Mm -hmm. So being able to play with things like pitch, intonation, word stress in a sentence are really important key factors to this. Um, and it's the same thing that like public speakers use when they are trying to captivate their audience. So that's what we want to do as speakers as well and start playing with so that it becomes easier for us to be captivating online and find new clients easier. I see. Well, you have mentioned connection and emotion. So that is actually, I believe, one of the most important thing is to have this connection and for you to be able to, let's say, you really have to express yourself by putting the emotions, not just saying, hi, yeah, I'm good, I'm nice, I'm happy, but, but mm -hmm. <laughs> there's no emotion on it. So I guess upon saying those words, these are the exact thing that we are missing that mm -hmm. we are not aware of so the connection and the emotion that's the very one of the most important thing am i am i getting it correct yeah no i would totally agree with that and i think that's one thing that perhaps non-native speakers are afraid to do is like show too much emotion or mm -hmm. they don't want to overdo it and perhaps in their native language they don't express emotion the same way, like with intonation yes. and word stress. So it's important to understand those differences and recognize them so that you can use those differences later on to your advantage when you know how to use them better in, in English. And living here in Spain, uh, people tell me all the time, <laughs> they're like, Americans always sound so excited. Like, I don't know how to connect I believe Americans in that, yeah. Because they sound so excited and I don't know how to sound excited. So like, how do I connect with Americans? And a lot of that has to do with the fact that we use this ascending or rising intonation when we are happy or expressing mm -hmm. positive emotion, when we're enthusiastic, when we're interested. So using this da-da-da-da going up 
the way we speak, when we go up with our intonation, yeah. it's much easier for people to feel, ah, they're excited and they get excited too. <laughs> so that's like one easy trick to like sound more excited. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, even though we're excited, you wouldn't see it in our in our in our face or our intonation. It, it's just that we're if we are really really excited now that's the only thing you will see oh she's excited <laughs> so it's like oh yeah i'm so excited oh yeah i'm so excited but i'm excited so yeah. that's that's the, that's the thing we we tend to be just like on a neutral muted physical mm-hmm. and uh tone expressing ourselves so that's why with the employer and the employee uh, there is no connection that's the thing exactly. that the connection uh doesn't wasn't there so that's why there's exactly. a difficulty expressing to each other are you, are we okay are we good or are we not mm-hmm. so okay. and if an employer sees that like neutral expression and hears a monotone voice they're going to think that you're not genuinely interested in the job, that you are bored. But we are. (laughs) (laughs) But we are. We do. It's a happen we can express. So um, with that in mind, is it necessary for us to know also the culture of American or um, European English in order to understand you guys? Mm Mm-hmm. A hundred percent, especially when we're talking about that emotional part, right? Because with little literal words and the literal expressions we use, like, okay, maybe I, I understand what you're saying, but the context behind it is really important too. So yeah. there are common do's and don'ts in every culture, s- certain traditions that we might have like in business about things that are normal to talk about things that aren't normal to talk about. So like, what are those social boundaries? Where should we be focusing in on the conversation to have it sound the most natural and normal um, and never offend anyone, right? Because if we offend someone that could be a potential (laughs) client or in business, um, that's not good, obviously. So for any language that we're learning, it's important to be able to connect with the people that are native speakers of that language understand their culture as well. And of course, British culture is not the same as American culture. So I think a great way to be involved in that is sort of consuming as much media as you can in your day-to-day life, like little bits at a time of pieces of media. It could be TV or songs or articles that are from those places. So you can see what's going on in society how people react to certain social situations. Um, I think TV shows and comedies are great with this because you can see in what situations people feel uncomfortable when they talk about X topics and when people feel good and respond well because you asked about this thing, this thing, and the other thing. Good point. So it is, it is really important. And knowing how direct or indirect we should be. Um, a lot of non-native English speakers are able to be very forward, very straightforward in their native languages and ask things very um, like abruptly or yeah, <laughs> they just put it all out there. And I've had people ask me like things like, oh, we don't get it right away. <laughs> yeah, they're like, tell me all about your boyfriend or when are you getting married? And I'm like, what? what? I'm like, I've never talked to you about my relationship. Like, that's a really weird question. But yeah. to them, it feels normal. Yeah. Yeah. Some, like in our culture, it's very normal to be personal. We kept mm-hmm. on digging on people's lives than the work side. So, because that's the way how we tend to know the person 
and communicate with others. However, there are yes, you're you're telling us is that some culture does doesn't like it that way or they're not used to it or they're not after of the personal matter or so the social culture we should know about is very important also for us mm-hmm. to be able to convey and have a better conversation on the other end. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah, watching media, TV, or YouTube, that is also a good tip for us to be able to identify American culture or European culture or whatever culture we would like to know so that we would know how to respond with them and how to convey with them properly because they have different, I know, they have different meaning of Mm -hmm. some points. All right. Now, um, how can this be a great advantage in online freelancing world? Knowing all this, mm. English and grammar, because we are non-English speaking individual, just tend to say what we know, like literal interpretation of word per word. Like we're trans- translating in our mind, what's the English word for this? And that's the, how I try to convey with you. So it's not um, a real speaking English term, trying to have a conversation mm-hmm. with our employer or employer-to-be. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. How can we speak um, in neutral accent or does it have to be with take off our accent? Do we have to adapt the accent or how can we learn English that well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's a great question. And you touched on a couple of different really good points there. So the first one about going through that experience of maybe you're talking to your employer and you're constantly translating in your head from your native language, Mm -hmm. that will make things sound less natural almost always because we don't literally translate things word by word. There's different structures and different vocabulary that might be better for different circumstances. So. Um, In that sense, I think it's really great for professionals to, if they want to work in English, always be listening in English to like things like podcasts, for example, that are talking about what they want to do for work, or they're reading books that are about business in English. And if we are learning and consuming that content in English, it's normal that it will actually come to us like the Um, the syntax, the grammatical structure, the vocabulary, it will come to our mind in English before it does in our native language because we learned it. And so we're naturally adapting everything after all this exposure. So with your experience on that, usually how long for us non-English speakers to be able to adapt and those things Mm -hmm. generally or in average? Mm. So For non-native English speakers, I think it really, really depends on the person and how much time you're willing to invest in putting those little bits of English more and more into your daily life so that you can live it and feel connected with it Mm -hmm. rather than just use it as a means of communication, right? Because the more emotionally attached we are to something, the more we use it, the easier it is for, for us to then you know, take that active vocabulary and use it to our advantage when we're meeting with an employer or a potential client. So I think, you know, after, if you spend a couple of months really focusing on every day, consuming, even if it's just 10 or 15 minutes of content in English regarding your um, your work, like business atmosphere, whatever industry you're in, um, also try to take time during the day to like journal in English. Maybe the first five minutes when you wake up, you could write down your thoughts in English. That will help you connect with your emotions and express yourself oh, more naturally. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. And start to think I'll in English. I'll try that. <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah. try that. Yeah. 
at least yeah. I have like my code of the day or whatever I thought of that day I'll just put it into journal and I will see the progress on it on a daily basis mm-hmm. well that's a good exactly. point on that and how about our accent we're having problem with our accent can we learn can we really learn how to take off the fake accent that we have mm-hmm. so what an accent is for people who maybe don't understand where their accent comes from is it's very normal for us especially as adult speakers of another language we learned as an adult it's a different process than when we're children so we already have habits in our mouth and in our our muscle memory mm-hmm. with our tongue and our lips and our teeth how we use all of them to create sounds it comes from our native language so then when we try to produce sounds in our non-native language like english uh, in this instance then the sounds won't sound exactly the same because yes. we are adapting sounds from our native language. And that's a totally normal thing to go through. But most people think that it's impossible to change their accent or sound a different way once they're an adult. Um, but that's not true either. It does take work, right? We, we have to like take time and energy into like practicing pronunciation and learning some different rules that will help us know how to pronounce things and when, but you can totally do it as an adult. I did not learn my second language until, to, to speak my second language until the age of like 19. Mm-hmm. I'm 24 now, so the past five years I've been working on that process of wanting to work on my accent because it was a personal decision of mine. I thought it would be uh-huh. fun. <laughs> I wanted to connect better with Spanish people, so I wanted to adopt the Spanish accent. So if you find that you have an accent, but people understand you fine, they never mm-hmm. ask you to repeat yourself, you feel like, and you know you're clear with your message, there's no need to improve That's your fine. accent yeah. unless you think, hey, it would be cool to relate to people even more because when you sound like someone, they feel that connection with you. And that's a subconscious thing that we do. Um, if I hear another American, I'm like, hey, an American. And I think, <laughs> oh, like my people, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's a normal There's thing. There's confidence to go right away. And exactly. Yeah. So, There's... but if you want to adopt like some sort of neutral accent or you find that people do have a hard time understanding you, it is important to fix or or start to improve on those weaknesses that you might have in your pronunciation. So identifying the most difficult sounds that you might have in English, um, if there are typically intonation or stress issues coming from your native language and to know which problems you might be going through. It's mm-hmm. as simple as going into Google and typing uh, typical pronunciation errors for native uh, like Chinese speakers or native yeah. Indian speakers. And you'll find this list and you'll have to go through it and try to understand it if you're doing it on your own without a professional helping you. Uh-huh. But you'll see, okay, the W and V sounds tend to be difficult or the E versus I vowel pair tends to be difficult. Yeah. And you can find so many videos like on YouTube and resources to help with that. Mm-hmm. So do you believe that practicing in front of a mirror or recording ourselves would help us improve yes 100% especially at the yeah yeah <laughs> especially <laughs> at the beginning when we want to like gauge our progress and measure okay am I actually making a difference like do I actually sound different recording ourselves um, on video if we can or if not just an audio recording of us reading off something maybe um, a general paragraph something that we need to use for work and then 
when we're working on little pronunciation things every week, we can re-record that same paragraph mm. every single week. Oh, I see. And then you compare week one to week 12, for example, and you yeah. will undoubtedly see a huge difference if every day you're putting in just a little bit of time to better understanding. That's the trick. <laughs> Writing journal, yeah. uh, have a mirror or record yourself and really you have to check on yourself on a daily basis. Is it really necessary for us to have a coach? No, it's you can work on your your pronunciation without having like a coach or a um, or an accent. Um, professional working with you it will probably take longer because you'll have to find on your own how to measure or gauge your weaknesses whereas a professional in the field will be able to tell you from the get-go right hey, your issue with the e yeah. pair with ooh, uh, and those are really subtle things that are hard <laughs> for some people to pick up on and even pronounce But, the uh, uh. <laughs> the ooh, uh, yeah <laughs> So it, it just depends on the individual, but the main most important aspects that are probably hindering your clarity when you're speaking, mm -hmm. yes, you could 100% do that on your own, but you will have to take the time to look it up and find free resources, but there's so many online, even from YouTube videos, yeah. you can find su such a huge amount of information to help you there. Mm -hmm. I see. Well, thank you for those information. It's very helpful tips. Um, I know it's just... Um, I don't have to elaborate more, but I already got what I needed. Um, how people will really understand how to speak English. So it's not really about all the accents or intonation, but you really have to first have, know how to connect. Okay, mm -hmm. you know how to use your emotions, and of course, uh, practice more and more. Now. I know you have this passion also of teaching people how to speak English and um, with English Without Borders, I know you have that uh, kind of project. Can you tell us more about English Without Borders? Mm -hmm. Of course. So English Without Borders is my free online community where I give free classes three times a week on things just like what we've talked about. We talk about different things with accent. We talk about nuances between sounding formal or informal. We talk about idioms. We talk about speaking norms. We talk about body language. Mm -hmm. There's so many aspects that come into it. How to sound more polite, how, how we might sound rude. So all of those little things that no one really talks about in a typical English academy or English classroom, mm -hmm. those are the things we love to talk about. And I give oh, those free sweet. classes there because I, I really believe in empowering other people through free education. I think it should be more accessible in not only English, but in all languages, to be able to share our languages with each other and, and learn because it's just a, a means of communication so that we can yeah. connect with people from all over the world. So it's not about speaking more like me or speaking more like you. It's about speaking more like your authentic version of yourself that you want to be in another language and sometimes that'll sound different than how you sound in your native yeah. language so learning how to own your voice feel confident in it and know how you want to express yourself is just such an empowering thing for for individuals I so agree on yes, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so, so that is so nice and so heartwarming to know that there are people tries to help others how to speak english or how to educate us non-speaking individual out from your heart 
All right. What if we would like to have a one-on-one coaching with you? Is that possible? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that is possible. I do take on one-on-one coaching clients. It is obviously mm-hmm. a quicker way to get to where we want to go. Um, so people could directly get in touch with me um, if they wanted something like that, maybe through uh, through Instagram, through mm-hmm. Facebook, through, and Joy will, will share all of my contact information with you guys. Um, so if you guys need anything, then you're free to ask. But I will also have within the next month or two, I'll be releasing a pre-made course through English Without Borders um, that will all be pre-recorded and at a very discounted price for English Without Borders members. Mm -hmm. So if people want to join that community and get access to hours and hours worth of Mm -hmm. video training for some of the most important sounds that come into play with on accent or intonation, word stress, um, they'll have a huge discount through that in the upcoming months through the English Without Borders community. Um, oh, that's so great. <laughs> that's something new. <laughs> yeah, Joy doesn't actually know about this yet, guys. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, spoiler <laughs> alert. <is it? laughs> I'm sorry. It's a new project. <laughs> so that's very exciting. I, I'm so excited to hear about that. But is this... Oh, yeah. I will not ask any other question about this. It might spoil the project about it. <laughs> so, um, okay. We'll just catch up with you... Uh, on your community or in your community and I'll be putting all the details of your contact information how to get in touch with you if they would like to be in a community or just to have a one-on-one coaching with you okay Mm -hmm. so there you go guys this is really something to learn about because we we tend to take things for granted sometimes that we just know how to speak english as a non-speaking individual especially here in our country Um, we just tend to interpret things according to what we know on a literal basis terms of words however there are a lot of things to consider in speaking in english how to be confident how to be empowered by it and how to express ourselves fully so with this i hope everyone um, enjoyed listening to miss kayla belouche all the way from spain okay but she's a new yorker but she's just in spain (laughs) right Mm -hmm. now and i'm so glad that she was able to help a lot of people how to understand and speak in english empower themselves and how to be confident at the end of classes and sessions and more so there you go guys thank you so much for your time with us miss kayla belush thank you thank you so much for your time and i'm so happy to have you here yeah thank you this was an incredible conversation i'm always down to talk about language and and all of its nuances so this was really fun for me i hope our our tips help someone today and i hope to see some of the listeners later on in a live class with me in uh, yeah. English i have let me know already if- <laughs> Or in your class. If you find us or if you find the English Without Borders community through Joy, go ahead and let me know and and I can chat with you in person. That would be really fun. All right. You hear that, guys? But I know you're already inside the community of EWB and I hope you're enjoying too. So once again, thank you so much, Miss Kayla. And you do have a great day. You You as well. Okay. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. So there you go, guys. I hope you learned something new today and please do apply it now or as soon as possible because 
As I always say, life is a continuous journey and continuous learning to earn, earn, earn. So, by the way, I would like to say thank you to Threesome Podcast for guesting me in their business and hobbies live streaming show. I really enjoyed my part being there. And uh, please, you may want to check it out on their YouTube or Spotify. Again, that is Threesome Podcast. That's T-R-E-E-S-U-M Podcast. So thank you so much for joining me this week on Humor Me Joy with Joy Rice. Please make sure to follow and subscribe Humor Me Joy on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, YouTube, or in my Instagram. Please stay tuned in next week for our next episode. This is Joy Rice signing off. Niti ka lang.